Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. If you want to learn useful, practical how-tos of weight loss, exercise science, nutrition, or just how to optimize your time in the gym and life, this show is for you. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with a chiropractor, someone who has authored five books, president of the Chiropractic Fellowship of Pennsylvania, International Chiropractic Association member, creator of Innate Life, developer of the Chiropractic Authority coaching platform, and the host of Making Pittsburgh Healthy Again, Dr. Aaron Tressler. Dr. Tressler, thank you so much for being on the show. Chris, thanks for having me. And it's funny, you know, hear all those things, think, wow, I, I'm a busy guy. <laughs> and uh, it's You've fun. Done some stuff. I've done some stuff. It's fun. And I, and I enjoy telling my story and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll motivate, inspire some listeners today to, to uh, achieve more, hit a higher level. So hundred percent. And you've been doing this for 27 years, but no one just wakes up one day and they jump into the Cairo world. Let's hear that story. Where did it begin? I'll tell you it's, and I'll, I'll summarize this. Um, I was, I was always a, an active kid ever since my mom said I was crawling out of my, uh, my little playpen is like a two-year-old escaping and running down the street. So I was always active, played sports since I was, you know, as long as I could walk. And um, so I was always a good athlete. In in high school, what I started realizing, I started to get sick. And I started to get, I wet my bed till I was nine. I had stomach issues in fourth grade. They went all the way to high school, allergy, sinus trouble. And I developed a, like an irritable bowel where I was losing control of my bowel. So I, I, you, if you looked at me, you know, based on just looks and that's how we do in our society, he looks healthy. He must be healthy. Not the truth. And so I looked, I was a really top athlete in school, looked healthy, could run, lift weights, do that whole thing. But inside I'm falling apart. And then one day it was after football season, I bent over to get wood to bring in the house and my back just bam, freezes up on me. I dropped on my knees. I'm crying. I never cried in front of my dad. And I, I said, dad, I, 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 my back's killing me. Well, my buddy, went to a chiropractor, adjusted his back to help his foot. Didn't make any sense, but I had a back problem. We never went to the doctor. And I said, dad, I think we got to go to this guy called a chiropractor. <laughs> and, and Chris, we never went to the doctor. You know, I came in with blood all over my head. My mom would put my head under the sink, look at me, put paper towel and say, get out of here. So we never went. I don't know if it was a money thing or just mm. inconvenience. So we go to this chiropractor and he, he, this is a changing point in my life, but not direct at this point. I, he adjusted me and I, I thought he just killed me because I heard all these bones moving. I've never, he didn't explain anything. I got up and I felt amazing. Pain was gone instantly. My dad was 47 years old, had heart disease, and he was on all these pills. He couldn't walk 50 yards without being bent over, huffing and puffing and catching his breath. And I understood fitness and I'd be like, dad, you got to exercise. That's a heart's a muscle. No, my heart's bad. I, I can't exercise. So I didn't know much about health, but I was intrigued. Well, the chiropractor said to me, Aaron, if you're in pain, you come back next week. If not, you know, things are good. So he was a pain chiropractor. 
I went home. Chris, I didn't have pain for five years. My dad drops dead of a heart attack at age 50 a couple years later. And at that point, I was studying health and phys ed at, at Slippery Rock local school here in Pittsburgh. And I said to myself, I am not dropping dead early in life. I vowed. I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay healthy. And I looked at that as just fitness. If I can be fit, I can beat this game. Well, fast forward a few years later, I'm a phys ed teacher down in Florida and playing competitive rugby, working out seven days a week. I was a fitness guy in the gym. Back does it again to me. This time I go to a medical doctor, wanted to give me drugs, went to a therapist, went to a sports specialist. And the treatment was all the same. Do some stretching, tighten your abs. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I'm in shape. <laughs> I'm yeah. in really good shape. And I went to a chiropractor. He took an x-ray and he showed that my hip was out of balance. And then he showed me those nerves in my low back not only can cause pain, but they supply function to the internal organs, which were my bowels and my bladder, where I suffered all my life. And that was, the, you know, light bells and whistles went off. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. I was sick all this time from this. It almost was like, this is too simple. You're kidding mm -hmm. me. So I was intrigued and I wanted to get out of teaching. So I looked into chiropractic and I chose the chiropractic school in Atlanta, Georgia, because we had the best rugby team on the planet at the time. And they, they're still kicking butt and you get scholarship for playing rugby. So I'm like, I'm going there. It's the furthest yeah. south. So that, that got me into chiropractic and completely changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. That story is very inspiring to anyone because I've heard similar stories with a lot of other professions. Once they see something that seems too good to be true, then they, it actually works out for them and they end up following that as a passion. Yeah. When, you went, when you went into the Cairo school, you then eventually graduated and you started opening up your business. Did you just go straight into Cairo care? Because I know you do so many things. Just from talking about your you know, Make Pittsburgh Healthy podcast, you do more than just Cairo care. So did you start with Cairo, stay with that? Or did you right away say, I'm going to address as many different things as I can for health? Well, it was interesting. I, I wanted to help people at the highest level. And I wanted to teach fitness and exercise and some nutrition. And I, I started implementing um, therapies in my office. And then one day I, I got to the point, I'm like, I'm trying to do too much. I'm trying to be the jack of all trades. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Done. I said, pull the plugs on the machines. I'm going back to old school. I'm adjusting. I'm teaching principles. I'm getting the mindset. If the mind's not set is if I, if I ask you, Chris, can you, you want to be a badass? Do you want to be tough and you want to be strong? And you're like, okay. well, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. I don't know. You're not going to succeed. But if you just said like you every day, yeah, do it. Boom. Mindset will drive action. So I, I changed my, my, my procedure and I went more into correction care, correcting the alignment of the spine, looking at the curves and the structure and stabilizing that. And very few chiropractors do that. Probably 6% of all chiropractors work on structure. And I said, that's going to be my thing. And when I did that, that stabilized the spine. I saw more people healing and changes more than ever. Then I kept trying to, what can I do more? They, once they get this base, you, you know, in fitness, if people don't exercise, it's going to affect their health. They're going to be soft. They're, they're going to change body chemistry, brain chemistry, muscle activity. Bones are going to get weak in longevity. They're going to be a wreck and they'll be crippled with a walker and in diapers. And I, and I tell that to my patients <laughs> just like that. I'm like, you don't want to do that. Come on, man. And I'll say, you got to be active, start doing squats, start to join a gym. So 
I've never stopped. I, I don't implement that in my office. I teach that and say, go see the experts. You know, I, I'm not the expert there. Go see them. I'll be the expert in my field. And then teaching nutrition and just teaching. I, you know, that was where the core four things came into is a good nerve system. A good posture is, is super important. We can talk about that if we want um, good nutrition, which we know, you know, if your nutrition is crap, you put snicker bars in, you're not, you're going to have snicker bar muscles. They're going to be junk. You know, you gotta, you gotta put good nutrition in and exercise. You gotta move. And then, but it all comes back to, and I always say, this is the first and foremost, it's the mind. It's the belief. If you don't believe you can be active and strong as you age, then you're not going to go to the gym. But I look at it, I'm still playing rugby at 55 and I'm playing with, you know, 20 and 30 year olds. They, somebody asked, a patient asked me today, they go, well, who's the oldest like rugby guy out there? I said, well, that's, that's me. <laughs> they go, well, they go, well, who else? I said, well, there's some people in their thirties. I said, I'm 20 years older. I said, you don't get the 40 year olds. I said, I'm playing with college kids. And so I, I, when I started, you know, and I kept playing through the years and I, I started looking at this going, you know what? how long can I play this? How long can I be at a level of competitive rugby? Can I do this when I'm 50? My goal was 50. When I hit 50, I had, I scored like 28 points that game. I, I, I was, I'm still the kicker. I scored a try. And I told my wife, Hun, I'm after this, I hit my goal. I hit 50. I think I'm done. I'll coach. Well, I, I was a player of the match. And, and, you know, that was a word player of the match. I called her. I said, Hey, guess what? I just scored. I think it was like 24 points, 24 points. I had a try. I, I, I had like eight kicks. I said, man, I was on fire in this long pause. And she goes, you're not quitting. Are you? I said, I can't. I said, I still have it. So now my goal is 60 and I, and I have five more years to achieve that with these young guys. There's, there's not an older team, but it's the belief. It's if you get the belief set, the belief drives your, your activity, the, it drives your, you know, Chris, let me ask you and be honest. Do you love to work out or do you love the, the um, benefits of working out? I tell my clients all the time, I'm not a fan of exercise most days. I love how I feel when I'm done. I love cool. what it gives me when I'm done. Now, sometimes I'll, I'll lift a heavy weight and I feel pretty darn good about myself. Right. But what exercise offers me, that's what I like to chase all the time. Yeah. And, and that's, a, it's the, it's the end product. And I wouldn't be playing rugby. My, my goal was to play rugby. Well, to play rugby, that gives me joy. And it gives me a platform for my patients to say, if I can play rugby at 55 with 20 year olds, son of a gun, you can go for a five mile walk or a two mile walk or go to the gym and, and bench press 50 pounds, you know, do five push ups. So it gives me a platform, but working out my barn, you know, five days a week. It's not that fun. It's grueling, you know, lifting weights. I was doing the ropes the other day. I go, this sucks. This burns. Suck. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing sprints outside. I'm like, this sucks. But it, it, it gives me the joy on Saturday. And every time I go out to my farm and I work and I can climb stairs, play with the kids, I, I look at myself and say, I'm still healthy. When I'm 80, I can still be like this. Why can't I be like this when I'm 100? So, you know, it's the mindset. So, you know, I teach all four, but we got to get the mind in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Well, I think anyone who's going to be watching this live video are probably sitting back being like, where's the 55 year old guy? Because you, <laughs> you, you look like you found the fountain of youth and the fact that you're still playing like competitive rugby. You're, you're like Tom Brady. You're the Tom Brady of the rugby world, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's a smaller version, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to like the Jack LaLanne or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I look at it, I'm like, you know what, this is pretty cool. I got a platform and I'm still in it. Mm -hmm. So I still know how to train. I know how to play and I still start, 
And, you know, I'm like part of the team captain um, just because I know how to play. And I, st <laughs> I still, this is funny. I, I tell my patients, they see me as this nice guy, you know, and I love on him and it's, I'm, I'm all happy. I'm a goofy guy. And I said, well, this, this past season, I punched this 20 year old right in the back and you could hear it from the sidelines. They're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, he was, he was reaching in. You're not allowed to reach in. I said, I play, I'm old school. I'm like 30 years ago. You, you, you would bite the guy, you know? And, and then I got red carded a couple of weeks ago. I got thrown out for swearing because another guy was reaching. He was cheating. And I'm like, you don't cheat. And he said, you got thrown out for swearing. I said, well, back in the old day, I would have punched him if I could have. You're like, I'm on my best <laughs> so, behavior, I, guys. You don't understand. <laughs> I know. It's like, this is rugby. And I, I said, uh, you know, the, the people on the sidelines are looking at me like, why? And I'm like, I'm passionate about playing. If I weren't passionate, I wouldn't be playing at 55. So it, it's it's fun. I don't know how long I'll do it, but I might go 60. And then maybe if I hit 60 and I, I'm still in this good of shape, maybe I'll bump it to 65. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're putting the time in other areas and obviously like you are an example of the process and you're seeing it unfold and, you know, Jack LaLanne was a similar guy, right? And fun fact yeah. for you, him and I share the same birth date. Oh, wow. Which was really interesting for me because when I got into personal training, he's like the first personal trainer ever. Yeah. And I was just reading up on him and I was like, maybe there's a purpose for me in the training industry when the first trainer ever we share the same birthday that's cool yeah. here's another fun fact about jack lane did you know he was a chiropractor i didn't Nobody know that. that i he did got his chiropractic know that. degree just so he could understand body mechanics and alignment i don't think he ever practiced mm -hmm. but he did it to get the the education from from our viewpoint to then incorporate into fitness. I'm like, badass. Jack yeah. Lane was a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so important. I mean, having such a growth mindset, you know, like Jack doing that to see what other people are talking about, getting biomechanic feedback. And then for you living and breathing, what you're asking your clients to do at a much smaller level, like they're doing less, obviously. They're not playing rugby on Saturdays with you. <laughs> but I think that's very important in the health industry overall. You gotta walk yeah. the talk. You gotta practice what you preach at some level. You've gone above and beyond, but at some level, I think it's important for us healthcare practitioners to, to be doing things like that. Now you've got this four core health, health concepts. Would you talk a little bit about each one of those? Yeah. So, you know, we talked about the belief in the mindset. And if you get the, if you get the belief down, you get the mindset down, then you, it opens up that conversation. As, you know what? This is possible. No matter where you are in fitness, you, you could be a couch potato, hundred pounds overweight and you look and say, wait a second, this guy who's 55 playing rugby, you know what, maybe I could, I could walk around my block every day, you know, for 10 minutes, you know, it's something, you know, and, and once that opens it up and you have a belief of this is possible, or you read stories of people who were hundred pounds overweight, they got into fitness, they lost hundred pounds. They got, they avoided surgeries, hip surgery, knee surgeries, and they're living a healthy, fun life. It opens up the possibility. And that's first and foremost, without that, there's no hope. The chiropractic part is, and this is, this is really interesting. The, the spine is not just there to support us in alignment and keep our joints moving, but it houses the spinal cord in the nerve system, which the nerve system supply body mechanic function, motor function, movement. It does supply pain. But what's interesting, Chris, is only 10% of the nerve system is pain maybe even a little less than 10%. So the spine could be distorted, crooked, twisted, out of alignment and causing disruption on the nerves, but they don't cause pain because it didn't hit the 10%. 
well, we, then, then what does it cause? Well, in my case, when I was young, it caused bedwetting, stomach dysfunction, immune system dysfunction, allergies, sinus dysfunction. So I had symptoms that you wouldn't relate. Like, you know what? You need to see a chiropractor because you have sinus trouble. People don't say that. My patients say that because we teach that. But typically, that's not viewed as chiropractic. Well, look at today's society. And I'm sure you're, you're well aware of this and, and what, what COVID has done to us has magnified this. The sitting at a, at a computer, the sitting punched over posture to computer. This is an old person posture. Somebody in a nursing home in a wheelchair hunched over. And what are they doing? They're drooling and they're in diapers. It's the worst posture we can have. So we need to reverse that. We need to open up the chest, open up the head, get the neck back and get realigned. And if that structure is out of alignment, it decays, it degenerates. And if it degenerates, it blocks nerve impulse, nerve energy. And as that it, you know, continues through life, we lose our health. We lose our health. What do they say, Chris? You're getting old, man. Hey, you hit 50. That's just what happens. So I, I want to take that part of my, my platform and where I'm at now is like you said, it's like, maybe I take it a little bit further, but it's working for me. And I, you know, I say, I want to, I, I don't want anyone ever. I, if you said to me, well, you told me to work out. Do you work out? I, I work out harder than I told you. I never want to be the guy that says, well, you don't do it. I want to, I want them to look at me and say, well, if he can do that, I can at least do this. So I, I look at that as a personal responsibility. I think all doctors should in healthcare. Anyone in healthcare, if you're teaching fitness or nutrition, man, you better be walking the walk. What? That's a salesman. That's garbage. That's not a belief. This is in my core. I believe it 100%. I take care of my spine, my health at a very high level because I believe it. So that's the nerve system. And so when we, when we apply that part, now we open up energy. Now we reconnect the, the brain to the body. We ignite that internal healing, that innate power. My, my, uh, my uh, office called, we call it innate life in that innate power, that internal power, because we're reconnecting the nerve system. So that's, that has to be there then. And this kind of goes in, in an order. I think those are the, the mind is first, the nerve system second, because that heals everything. And then nutrition and exercise. And I think those two go hand in hand. I, I you know, you, you can't, put garbage into your body. Standard American diet is just horrific. It's just horrible. And these kids today, it's unfortunate. These kids today are getting hooked on um, hydrogenated corn syrup, oil, crap, garbage, sugar at birth because they're given the, the formula foods, the formula milks. And then they're going right into, you know, junk and snacks and sugar into grade school with garbage lunches. You know, they're getting, you know, just sugar and processed mm -hmm. poison and drinks that are full of sugar and chemicals. And this is their, their lifestyle. So by the time they hit 20 or 30, they're already chronically sick. And we look at it and go, oh, and they'll ask me, what do I need to do? Should I, should I just start drinking water? And I'm like, it's too complex. You, you can't just, you know, or they'll say, do I need a like vitamin B12? And I'll laugh. I'm like, you eat McDonald's every day and you want vitamin B12 to offset them. I'm like, it's insane. <laughs> yes. So the, the, and I, and I put in my core four, I put it's a free course, by the way, I put the basics, like start with sugar, start with water, start with hydrogenated oils, those kind of things, start eliminating, eliminating them and never go back exercise, start moving. And it was one of those things I, I through, through my career, our, our rugby team for a few years folded up and I was in my forties and I said, well, 
I can't play rugby. You know, what am I going to do? So I, I trained for marathons. So I did, I did a few marathons, did a few ultra marathons and did a lot of 5k races. I was running all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting about, about exercise is we look and say, well, running is good. You know, getting on a treadmill for an hour is good. I would disagree, you know, and I, and I learned through experience. It, it's one of those, it can raise your sympathetic stress hormones, raise cortisol, develop body fat. And that's what happened to me. I gained about 10 pounds of belly fat and I'll never forget it. I'm lined up and I could run fast. I was, I was winning all my 5k races in my event and I couldn't do, I forced myself to do marathons. I am not a marathon runner, but I was with they took the newspaper took a picture. My daughter, I was training my daughter at the time. She was really good. She ran in college and we're on the starting line. I had my shirt off and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a muscular guy. Well, they took a picture and they put it in the newspaper and I looked and I'm like, who is this soft, soft chest, little belly developing guy? Who's this? I'm like, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. And what exercise and that, and that's where we need to be careful when we just say exercise, people say, why well, I, I walk a mile a day. That's not exercise. That's movement. And yeah. there's, there's differences in, in this. And I looked at that and I, I realized I have, I have developed body fat because of stress and cortisol from over exercising. So after that, you know, I, I, that's when I developed my weight loss program for my office and I started changing that, teaching that. And then our rugby team got started back up and I'm like, I'm out of this running thing. I'm back to rugby. <laughs> and, I'm, were, and they're like, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. When you were doing the running though, this, this made me think of it. Maybe someone else is thinking if they're listening, when you switched over to doing endurance training and marathon training, were you still doing resistance training? Uh, some, but it was very hard. You know, I would do 10, 15 minutes. It's about all I could handle. I couldn't lift heavy. I would do some basic stuff, but I would, you know, you go for a 10 mile run, you know, you're running for over an hour and then you go back and you're like, okay, I'm going to lift some weights. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you do a few sets. And you're like, that's good. I'm, I'm tired. So I, I just couldn't do it. And then the other thing I craved was sugars, carbs, sugars, mm-hmm. carbs. So mm-hmm. I, that's where I was getting excess carbs thinking it's okay. And it wasn't. And, and, and the, 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 the statement you hear all the time is well, I'm burning it off. No, you're not. You're, you're only burning off a portion. You store all that excess sugar and where's it stored right around your belly. So that's, you know, I, I started looking at that and I said, you know what, I, I've got to readjust. I, I didn't like marathon running. Um, I did it because it was a challenge. And again, I wanted to take it over the top. I figured if I'm going to run, why not run for the marathon? And when yeah. I did that, I'm like, let's go to ultras. I'm yeah. like, that is not my personality. So yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I, you know, in the fitness industry, we see that a lot where people are doing excessive amount of cardiovascular work and research shows that people who work out eat more. And sometimes they, they believe that they can get away with things because they're working out. And yeah. sometimes if they're chronically doing their four five, six cardio sessions a week, maybe cardio-based classes, their T3 levels go up, their cortisol goes up, they can no longer manage it. And they start gaining, like you said, the belly fat, yep. which we, we tend to see in the fitness instructor world, the people who are, you know, teaching the classes and they're teaching six, seven classes a week, yeah. they start to develop some of this abdominal fat, where it's hard to believe that well, they're working out six, seven times a week, but resistance training is not really a part of it. Probably over ingesting foods or carbs, like you said, yeah. and then high levels of stress. Um, yeah. so you have your, um, your, your innate lifestyle and you talked about creating a program to counter that. What's that like? 
Uh, you know, the, the whole program, anytime somebody comes in my office, we, you know, we look at their, their lifestyle and try to try to encourage movement there because I just don't have, I don't have a weight room in my office. I have, I have nutrition programs. I have um, resources. And when, when their mind is open and when they're ready, the resources guide them. And then I, I have people in my town, I'm like, Hey, go, go find a gym find a fitness instructor. And, and you know, in this world, it's tough because fitness has, man, it is changing in light speed. I mean, the, the amount of, I mean, you could do body phys, body weighting exercises that would kill most people. I've, I've trained on that. I've, I trained, I do a lot of different exercises. I have my own barn that uh, basement on my barn, I turn it into a fitness area. <laughs> my kids always laugh because I'm always adding stuff. I'm building this, um, this new, uh, it's a Russian, Wow, oh, I, I interviewed the guy for my podcast. It's a Russian like square that you hang and and you stretch and you you know you're doing weights inverted with your mm -hmm. arms and legs connected at the same time. Um, and so I'm doing things that just are different and advanced. And that is that is different upside down. <laughs> I'll send you the link. It's it's really that, yeah. it's in my I'm I'm in the process of building it now. And um, pre pre previo privilo or something like mm -hmm. that. I it's a really cool neat concept but anyhow um it's it's that that energy that that a patient or or a client would say you know what 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 do i do once they get the energy the guidance is pretty easy and then it's finding people that match what they want and i'll tell you there's a i have a, a buddy in in local town he's a little bit further from my office and i wish he was close but he does personal training and he, he's training my, my son right now who just won. He's a, he's a sophomore, one county, two mile. He's a runner. He's like six, two, 145 pounds, probably 5% body. Fat. He's built like a runner. And, yeah. and he goes, I want to play rugby. I said, stick with running right now. I said, you're a runner, <laughs> but he just won counties in the two mile really good. So he trains him. He trains him on technique and, and stride. And, and, you know, it's like there's, so there's a lot of advancements in, in exercise. Um, and it, I always encourage people find someone or some program that matches what you want. Just get started. Mm -hmm. And if they get started, I encourage just never quit now, no matter what it is. If you keep, if you keep going, you'll find other programs, uh, maybe weightlifting, maybe some bands, maybe some body weight. What, there's thousands of programs out there that keep matching and you, and you keep it fresh. But once you get going, just don't stop. Mm -hmm. um, and then in nutrition, you know, we, we teach uh, some, some really foundational nutritional things with, um, anti, you know, an anti-inflammatory diet, really getting off carbs and getting away from sugars. And, you know, I, I've, I've had books and I've had things. That's where I, I started my podcast. So hopefully my patients just go to that and listen, and they can hear things like what we're doing and say, you know what, that's interesting. Maybe I should start exercise or anti-inflammatory diet. I wonder what he means by that. And, and then they start researching and they find people of, of like, um, and then my chiropractic portion is I always analyze the spine based on x-ray and I support that with, if there's bad structure degeneration with rehab in my office, with home rehab tools to actually put the spine back in better shape. So it's kind of like remolding the spine. And I think when they, when they get those three, once their mindset and they get those three going, to whatever level degree they're going, if they keep it going, that's where I have my highest rate of success with patients. They just stay healthy. And you know, this is, I'm never going to be a bodybuilder. I'm never going to play in the NFL. I'm never going to play on the rugby, you know, cup, but at my level, I want to keep my level the best for me. 
and I'm never going to be, we, you know, win a, a race. I don't even want to run again. It's like, that's, that's out. I'm like, I like this run. Unless you're on the pitch, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And it's so funny. People are like, that's crazy. You could go out for a, you know, three mile run, you know, win and get a little medal. And I said, but I like playing 80 minutes running around with young kids, stiff arming them and tackling them. I said, yeah. I don't get it either, but it's, it's working for me right now. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I was a middle distance runner in high school and college. And I gave it up because I like bas- I played basketball. I played uni basketball and I like to play basketball. I didn't like to run. Yeah. <laughs> Running was a, a form of getting in shape for yeah. basketball. So I, I understand exactly what you're saying. With the running. When, and, and what you just hit on there is key. That's a key point. And I, people, people do this and they say, well, I, I just, I, I, I should do yoga. I'm like, well, do you like yoga? They're like, no. I'm like, well, don't do yoga. And so my son-in-law, he does jujitsu and we, we met playing rugby. Then he met my daughter and he was an eight-year Marine guy, you know, tough guy, good rugby guy. And then he married my daughter. So he, he does jujitsu and he's real, he's a, he's a, just a, he's a badass in jujitsu. He's, he's mm. just gone to a whole new level. And, and uh, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to try jujitsu. I'm going to do this, see if I can get in better shape just mentally and physically. I'm going to try this. I did it for a month. And this is, this is a key point. Like what you did with running and basketball, I did it for a month. And I, and, and some of the guys were saying, dude, how long have you been doing this? I'm like a month They're like You're pretty strong. And I said, well, I've lifted weights my whole life yeah. and I don't like to lose. So you're not going to choke me out. <laughs> However, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And this is not fun for me. So I did it a month and I said, I'm done. I don't want to do it again. Uh, so, but you know, if, if I had to do jujitsu to stay in shape, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fun for me. It'd be more miserable. You, if you can train in the gym and do stuff and then have basketball on the weekend, and that's what you love, like a pickup game with your guys and you, you know, you score and you know, it's just, it's fun. That's what drives you. You're having fun. We've got to find ways to enjoy our life mm-hmm. and workouts and, and being in shape does not have to be miserable. It's not going to be fun sometimes, but the sweat when nobody's watching is what's needed for the fun and the glory on Saturday. When I got my last rugby uh, match this, this Saturday and uh, you know, it's like, I'm prepared. I'm ready, man. I'm excited. <laughs> Put my mouthpiece in. Here we go. And then after that, you know, we get a break until summer and then fall. <laughs> it's like year round. Love and, uh, but it's, it's like train for that. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have that, I would train for something to make it fun. Mm-hmm. When you talked about before about this anti-inflammatory diet, that's, that was just on my mind as soon as you said that. And because you're a chiropractic um, a practitioner, have you ever found that the anti-inflammatory based diet or protocols can help people in pain, such as back pain? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And it's things like adding more fats in like omega-3s, the fish oils, and like there's supplements like turmeric and, you know, things like that. Our biggest thing is if you have sugar, sugar's inflammatory, sugar will swell things up, irritate things. And, and, and people say, well, I don't eat a lot of sugar doc. I'm like, well, tell me what you ate. Well, I had a, I had a smoothie for breakfast with fruit and, and milk. And then I had a, uh, some pasta. I had a sandwich and I had a bagel in between. And then I had, and, and, I, and I, I go, well, stop there. And they're like, well, I had a banana too. And I'm like, all you ate was sugar. And I'm like, no, this is fruit. I'm like, fruit is sugar. C6H12O6, sugar. And they're like, and I see this look on their face like, oh, shit. Like, really? And I say, it's, infl-. I said, do this. Just cut back. Don't eat any carbs today. No bread. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And I said, eat 
if you have fruit, maybe one piece, eat more vegetables, eat some meat, eat some high fat foods, coconut oil, uh, some maybe MCT, usually that's, they don't even want MCT, the, the MCT from the coconut, even some, some raw organic butter or some ghee, some avocado, you know, some fish, something with some fat content. And anytime I do that and, and they follow it within two or three days, they're like, man, I feel better. I don't feel a step. My joint doesn't hurt. And I'm like, it's reducing inflammation. Now I'll just keep going. Drink lots of water. Don't drink pop. Don't put sugar in, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and it's, it's been well documented how sugar inflames sugar is just destructive. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's just destructive on the joints and the tissue. And anytime you have damage on a tissue, it wants to repair and heal. And if you give it sugar to repair and heal, it's going to be inflamed and it's going to stay irritated. It doesn't have a lot of building blocks to build with, but if you give it some good protein and good fat, it rebuilds a lot quicker. And mm-hmm. I've seen that in my life, oh, thousands of times getting injured where I blew out one time, one of the first times I, I hurt my rotator cuff, I was about 42. We were going into the playoffs and a guy on my team slams me on the, on the ground, rips my, my shoulder. I heard my rotator cuff pop. I couldn't move it the next day. And we had about two or three games. Then we're going into the playoffs. First time our team was going into the playoffs and they're like, we lost you. I was a team captain. I ran the team. I'm like, give me two weeks and I'll be back. They're like, you can't heal a rotator cuff in two weeks. I said, give me two weeks. Let it go. I did my exercises, got adjusted, did some, some general rehab. Two weeks I was playing. I said, now listen, I'm playing. I, I, I can't hit with his shoulder. I said, I'll tackle with my left. If it comes to my right, you guys got to be there with me. And I said, because it's only about 80%. We went into the playoffs. We, we lost in the first round of the playoffs, but we made it to the playoffs. And I, I realized that point, the body can heal really quick. I was eating clean. I was exercising, drinking lots of water doing therapy, getting adjusted. Mm-hmm. When does a rotator cuff heal in two weeks? When do you hear that? You never do. And, and especially, you know, heal to go play bocce or, you know, cornhole, but not rugby, but I <laughs> did it. And, and, <laughs> and that's when I realized, son of a gun, this body that God created is way more fascinating and, and has more potential than we ever imagined, but we got to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's part of the diet as well. Yeah. And for people listening right now, just to, to clarify, um, Aaron is coming from Pittsburgh. He's down in the States. We're over here in Ontario and Canada. That's why I got my, my penguin shirt on. Um, <laughs> when you talk about things like the standard American or the sad diet, it's a little worse than what we have out here, but we're not far behind. You know, our healthcare system is, is different, but our population is getting a little more unhealthy every year. And we're kind of going into more like our friends over there in the U.S., but one of our Canadian guys here, chiropractor, uh, or sorry, not chiropractor, but a back health guy, uh, Dr. Stu McGill. And he was very big on saying that the body has the ability to heal itself if you create the right environment. It sounds like you're talking about when you use adjustments, food, the right exercises, the right stimulus, it can heal a lot faster. Um, But when you talk about Cairo, how would, how would Cairo adjustments affect the shoulder? You mentioned the nervous system, more like the, the abdominals, lower abdomen, bowels and stuff, but how does it get up and, and help the shoulder? That's a great question. So the, like you, you wonder, like, how does the shoulder heal? Like, it, or like, if you cut your hand, how does your hand heal? Does the, the, you know, planet just heal it? Well, it's our nerves. Our brain does the healing. So the brain sends 
nerve energy through our spinal cord and then the shoulder, the nerves in the neck, there's about five areas that come out. They come out, it's called the brachial plexus, come out and they feed the whole hand all the way to the fingers, kind of like wires or light switches. So if the neck is out of alignment, pinching on a nerve, squeezing on a nerve, that power, that output from the nerve is less than 100%. So let's just say my neck is locked up. Now, if I got slammed on my shoulder, it's most likely my neck is out of alignment too. You know, it just goes out. Even if it's just 20%, if that nerve in my neck supplying my shoulder to heal is less than 100%, then my shoulder can only heal whatever nerve output is being supplied. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yep. It's kind of like a dimmer switch on a light. If I dim it down to 60, mm -hmm. you only have 60% of the power. So that comes from directly from the neck. The, the, let's say the leg, like the knee, that comes directly from the low back, the rib cage directly from the mid back. So the nerves, the whole way down your spine, they exit and they attach to all the muscles, all the joints and all the organs. Mm -hmm. So the neck, when we see that, I look directly at the neck and if the neck's not of alignment, we got to start opening that up and correcting it. Gives it the, the, the nerve energy output into the shoulder, which gives it the potential to heal. So it will heal, but what do I have to do to make like what you just said, the environment, my environment, my internal environment, I better eat and drink the right stuff. Got to support. It's like built. If I gave you a, a, a truck full of broken nails and broken boards and rotted boards. And I said, here, Chris, go build yourself a nice shed. <laughs> and if I don't know if you're a builder, I, it would, it'd be tough not for me. I'm not stuff. a builder. <laughs> you would look at it and go, you gave me crap. What can I build with this crap? And I'm like, well, you have, that's all you get. You would build it. It would look like crap. It would, it would be dysfunctional. It would leak. It would probably fall over so, as soon as the wind blew. And you're, you're like, well, you gave me bad, bad products. Well, if you feed your body bad garbage, sugar, processed food, your shoulders going, dude, how am I going to heal? You gave me a Snickers bar. Really? And, it, and it, it, so it doesn't have the resources to heal. And then what does movement do? So every day I exercise, I had a, like a two pound, three pound weight in my office. I did thousands of repetitions. So I didn't overstrain it, but I just did motion, 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 pump blood, pump blood, stimulate the nerve energy, stimulate. Mm -hmm. And that was within two weeks. It, it, it was 80% or so. And I was functioning and, and I was fine. So the environment, and that was something chiropractor said a long time ago. It's like, we're not trying to, we're not trying to change the the an outside environment to meet us and that's what everyone wants to do we want to change the world around us and we want to change our internal environment to adapt to the world mm -hmm. so if your internal environment our nerve system and our, our our healing system is powerful if it gets hot or cold we adapt if we're under strain we adapt where that's what the the chiropractic resource that's what you know the the premises behind it the principles behind it mm -hmm. you you know you're a very um specialized practitioner in in canada a lot of times when we hear about chiropractic care it's usually run as a quick go in get snap pop you're out the door you're in there for five or ten minutes nobody asks you if you had a snickers bar nobody asks you if you drink water nobody asks you if you exercise it's more of like quick adjustment get out but then some of the the comments we'll hear from people i'll hear from clients they'll say i tried chiro it did not work I always say, well, who did you try? Yeah. It sounds like your practice is completely different, but you still do manipulation, adjustments, alignment of the spine, correct? Yeah, and that's that first and foremost, that's the, the major 
uh, stumbling block for most people is the nerve system. That's where I focus. The nutrition and exercise is there, but it's it's secondary because I'm a chiropractor and I can resource those things out. But I've got to get people to realize there's a I can't you know, doc, my neck still hurts. I'm like Chris, all you eat is McDonald's, dude. You kidding me? What do you think I'm? I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, magician here. You've got to do your part. So you have to own up to your own health. Your health is not for me. I'm trying to help you, but you have to own up to it. And like I had a patient today, she had been to a couple chiropractors and she would go and she said, you know, I'd go every few months and it, I'm, I'm good with that. When, when I x-rayed her spine, it was full of degeneration and arthritis. It looked horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I showed her and I said, look at what normal is and look at what yours is. And she goes, mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's, 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 can you help me? I said, yes. I said that somebody should have told you about this years ago based on an x-ray. Now, when the spine degenerates, the nerve system can't function optimally. What's going to happen as we age, everything's going to go to crap, the brain and the body and the organs. And we're going to say, well, that's old age. Shucks. Poor, poor girl. She, you know, she just must've been genetic. And so when I showed her extra, both her low back and her neck, just full of degeneration, she said, I've been to chiropractors and nobody ever showed me this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things that once they, once my patients, I educate first, once they see the connection between the spine and their organ health, it lights go on and then they want to listen to me more. And then they say, you know what, you're telling me stuff I've never heard, huh? What else? And then they're open for other things. So if I were to just lay them down and adjust, even if they got tremendous result, as soon as they felt good, they'd be done. Because they think, well, I guess that's what it is. I educate, get the mind, understand. Because this is a lifelong journey, right? If I said to you, Chris, how long do I have to exercise to be healthy? What would you tell me? (laughs) To be optimal. To be optimal? Till you die? (laughs) Till you die. And when you're dead, you don't need it. Exactly. like, oh, come on. Are you serious? It's like, you don't have to exercise tomorrow or the rest of your life, but you're going to suffer. What do you want? It's the same with chiropractic, same with nutrition, exercise, mind. It's, it's, we're in this journey. If we take care of our body, God gave us an amazing body that knows how to restore and regenerate, but we have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And we can't rely on other people. We can use them as support. I say, look, I'm not here to heal your body. I'm here to help you, but you got to do your part. And I interviewed a guy on my podcast, he's a pastor, and we were talking about um, just habits and forming habits. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I go to my chiropractor, which is me, he goes, and he tells me I got to do all these spinal exercises at home. He can't just fix me with one pop. (laughs) And I laughed and I said, yeah, that's what we want, right? The microwave approach, you know, in and out, and I'm good for 10 years. (laughs) You use um, use imaging in your practice. Do you use uh, MRIs or is it just uh, x-rays? Uh, we don't have an MRI. I'll, I'll analyze MRI. And what's interesting with an MRI is, and, and anyone listening, if you've had an MRI, especially of your spine, they'll say you have a disc, a disc problem or spinal cord compression on your MRI. And it's left with, what the heck does that mean? Mm-hmm. So when I see that, I take an x-ray and the x-ray will show a, an alignment problem that we can fix the alignment problem is causing a disc problem and a spinal cord problem. Mm-hmm. So and all an MRI does is it shows us how severe it is, but it doesn't show us what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, um, if I called you on the phone and I said, Chris, I'm overweight. Uh, what's, what's that mean? I don't know what that means. I mean, you could be overweight because you, you're a power lifter 
and you're very strong, you still have low percent body fat. That's, that's different than being, I'm overweight, it's all belly fat. I have about 50 pounds of belly fat. Oh, that's yeah. a completely different story. So an MRI gives us a, a, a picture of damage. The x-ray shows us why mm -hmm. and what we need to do to correct it. Mm -hmm. When you give someone, when you show someone their x-ray, like you mentioned before the patient you had today, you showed her her x-ray, then you compared it to a healthy expert, to a healthy spine x-ray. Do you see differences in demographics or differences in ages? So example, your patient today was whatever age, is it compared to someone of similar age? Or do you just have like your go-to, this is the optimal healthy spine for everyone? <laughs> I go to my spine. <laughs> I show everyone my spine. And, and I do that because I have a, a near perfect spine alignment. I've taken care of it. So I put my x-ray up and I say, here's, here's what ideal should look like. And then I show them theirs. And so let's say you're younger than me. If I showed your x-ray and it was worse, you can't say it's age. And you can't say it's trauma because, yeah. dude, I probably have more trauma than you. You know, somebody says, well, I had an accident when I was 12. Okay, so I've had three broken ribs, three times I broke my ribs, two rotator cuffs, broken scapula, concussions, broken this, broken that. I played rugby for 35, four years. What more trauma have you beat me at? Mm -hmm. Yet my spine is near perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, now, <laughs> so it's, we take care of it. So I show, I show mine. And what's interesting is somebody that's, I've seen x-rays with degeneration at age 32, arthritis, degeneration on the spine, unheard of. I've taken x-rays of people in their 80s without any degeneration. So it's it's same with, with overall health or fitness. You see people that are 20, that if they ran a flight of stairs, they would have a heart attack. You take somebody like the Jack LaLanne, the 94 or 96, I think is when he died. He could run up a flight of stairs and he wouldn't have a heart attack. Yeah. You know, So it's age is only a, a factor, but it's not the factor. Okay. So like DDD, degenerative disc disease, do you see a more of a correlation with, with age and people like within decades? Or would you say if you live yeah. healthy, you can be, you know, I'm 55 and my spine looks like a 20 or 30 year old. Yes. Yes, it can. So if it, the problem is, is if it's out of alignment early on in life, you know, childhood years, teenage years, and let's say it's, it's crooked or like, the, let's say the neck and today, and this is very evident today with these young kids, grade school up, what are they doing? They're staring at a computer, mm -hmm. their heads down, they're staring at an iPhone, they're playing video games. So they're in this hunched over forward head position, you know, tech neck, they call it like an old person. And if that gets locked up, then every year that, that out of alignment phase wears on them kind of a car once the car's out of you could have a, a $350,000 Ferrari but if it's out of alignment the tires are going to wear out yeah doesn't those matter. are expensive it, tires oh my gosh yeah and it's so it doesn't matter how how um expensive the car is it's the alignment so if if the alignment is only out of alignment for a few days or a few weeks the tires don't have any age Mm -hmm. But if it's out of alignment for a few years, the tires wear. So if our spine is out of alignment when we're 10, by the time we're 30, we may have arthritis. Mm -hmm. So that's where seeing a chiropractor early on in life and growing up healthy and fit and in alignment with good nutrition and good movement offsets that. And it's, it's not a perfect, it's not a, it, you know, it's going to be perfect in everyone, but I have patients, even myself, I have my x-rays over the years no arthritis, no change, a near perfect alignment. And I've had a lot of accidents. I've had car accidents. And then I take somebody that um, has never been to a chiropractor, 
has had minimal injuries and they're 50 and their spine looks like it's 150. Mm-hmm. It's just, just worn out. This is so and, interesting and I, to me. Sorry. This is so, I haven't heard this before. You're essentially saying, correct me if I'm wrong. If you take care of your spine and you maintain the alignment, essentially, even under imaging, it can look younger because mm-hmm. when it's out of alignment, the aging process of the body will amplify and you'll see that in like arthritic conditions and right. DDD. Yes. Yes. hundred wow. percent. It's the same with, it's the same with, and I believe true with knees and hips. Mm-hmm. Are we, I mean, look at how many knee and hip replacements we're having. Come on. Is this just, Oh, we have bad water now. Is it the, the age of times or are we more destructive on our body? And medicine has found a way to make a lot of money doing hip and knee replacements. Yeah. So, and once it's worn out, what do you do at that point? You know, you can't do anything. Um, so it has to be caught early. So why don't I have shoulder problems? I broke my scapula five years ago and fractured it. They told me, you know, the prognosis was not good. I benched 225 pounds in five months after breaking it. I shouldn't have been able to do one push-up. I played rugby eight months later and I have no residual pain from it. Why? Because uh, one, I have good alignment and good lifestyle. My exercise and nutrition is not perfect. I am mm-hmm. not perfect at all, yeah. but I, I, I work really hard at this. And so my body repaired itself. It, it doesn't stop repairing and healing. Mm-hmm. And we are told like a disc, a disc should be healthy throughout your entire life. It should never rot unless it's locked up and there's no movement. There's no movement it dries up because it's fluid. Mm-hmm. Just like if a pond didn't have fresh water coming into it, what would happen? It would dry up. And that's what's exactly happening with knees and hips is we're out of alignment. We're losing nerve flow and blood flow. And then it, what happens is it hurts. You hear that. Oh, it hurts. And I told my patients, you, so do I. They say my back hurts. And so does mine. Well, my knees hurt. So, so what? Do it anyway. It's yeah. like, do you want to hurt now in small amounts? Or do you want to hurt the rest of your life being crippled Mm -hmm. in a diaper? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course we're going to hurt a little bit, but it's, it's the, it's once it's damaged, if you don't heal the repair, the acceleration process is usually about six to 10 times faster than normal because it's locked out of place. Nerve and and circulation is decreased. Nutrients are decreased and then it's destructive. And when it's destructive, what do we do more? We sit more. When we sit more, what do we do? We eat crap sitting on the couch, give me a beer, give me a soda, give me some chips. Yeah. So it's, it's just a, it's a cycle. It's so true. When you see professional athletes, when they get, you know, injuries that may have been career ending 30 years ago, blew a knee out, blew a shoulder out, they're back on the field, the court six, eight, 10 weeks later. And then people are like, well, how is that possible? Well, first off, they probably had a team of experts working with them and a team being someone like yourself, a Cairo, someone work with their nutrition, and they're probably doing movement on a daily basis. Yeah, I blew my ankle out wait like many years ago, and the protocol back then was rice, rest it, ice it, elevate it. You know, um, don't yeah. move it, and a ton yeah. of scar tissue built up, man. A ton <laughs> of scar tissue. So then I get into a sport; it's all bilateral training, barbells, but one ankle goes like this, and the other one doesn't. So what ends up happening? Then this thing. So when I started getting yeah. a couple of these things, and I started getting some treatment, everyone's like, "You got one ankle; it doesn't move like the other one. Why is that?" obviously, because we didn't 
it wasn't happening at the time. That wasn't really the go-to science was to move it. Once you injure it, it was just don't yeah. move it. Scar tissue right. built up, but I don't have a time machine. I can't go back and get, get that taken care of, but it, it's, it's working <laughs> a little better now than it was. You know, and here's the thing, even now, if you work that, you know, get on a, uh, like a, a wobble disc, a Bosa ball, go barefoot, stand on that thing, work it, work it, work it. You're going to be in pain, but eventually you're going to start re tearing those deeper fibers and then they heal. You tear them, they heal. You can break through that. I have, I've had patients and I tell them, I say, look, man, you've got to work this or see a specialist that can. So the, some of the new training and specialists coming out are not just physical therapists, they're like advanced physical therapy. They're taking stuff like this and saying, you know what? We're going to break this sucker down so it heals. And you're like, what? <laughs> but you know, you can get it back and it may not be 100%, but it may be 95%. But it, it takes that. And I, that's where every time I've learned this early on, as soon as I injured myself, the next day, I'm hanging my arm doing circles with a two pound weight. And when I broke my scapula, I remember I, I took it out of my sling, the surgeon said, you know, you, you can move it, just don't do a pull up. That was his that was his advice. I said, don't do a pull up. Stupid advice. I can't even get it out of my sling. Yeah. I said, but I can take it out of my sling, because it's not hooked up to a joint. It's a free floating bone. And it's just tissue around it. And I said, well, I got to move this thing so scar tissue doesn't build up. My wife looked at me. She goes, are you crazy? This is going to kill you. I said, no, I know what I'm doing. I got to get it. I, I got it out the second day, hung it and circled. I'm crying. I mean, the pain, yeah. it felt like somebody was putting a dagger through my back. But I'm like, mm -hmm. I got to do it. I got to do it. I did that every day through. I mean, I worked out in pain. I would, tears would come down my face. I mean, it was, it was hard to bear. So I, I can't imagine, you know, an average person that, that doesn't have this, um, this drive to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to fight through this. They'll say it hurts too much. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I fought through it and that's why I healed so fast. And I, I literally, I have, I, I did a few months ago before rugby season started, I, I always train a little heavier. I did, um, 70, 70 pound dumbbell shoulder presses and in my gym, and I, I tried to videotape it because it was the first time I ever did it. I'm 170 pounds, you know, I'm like, I'm going to see if I can do this. And I did like one or two reps and my, my camera that I had on video didn't, I pressed the wrong button. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> and then the next week I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't care to, cause it was, it was a lot. I can do sixties, but 70, but would I be able to do that now? What I have, and I, I didn't do 70 pounders when I was in my twenties or thirties. How do I have more strength? If, if not at least the same strength that I did when in my twenties, when I had all these injuries, one, I never quit. And two, I kept, when I did get injured, I kept the healing cycle going. And I, and I contribute that to the chiropractic nerve system. First of all, God's creation is amazing. Um, I give him the credit because he created this body and I just acknowledge it and do my best. And then I've learned nutrition and exercise and, and just a drive. So I just mm -hmm. keep, keep pushing it. And uh, so far it's working. It's working really well. So we'll see how far we can take it. Yeah, the, the pain science, you know, shows that, you know, when there's pain, you know, usually it's like, be careful. And a lot yeah. of people today will back away, right? They'll go away from it when they feel anything. But yeah. based on what you just told me, pain can accelerate healing when done properly. And now I feel like I should be standing barefoot on hot coals, you know, for 10 minutes at a straight, just try to get that ankle a little bit stronger. Um, I, I probably won't do that, but I should do something <laughs> a little bit more. Um, Dr. Aaron, this has been a phenomenal conversation. 
people like you, I jive with. I like people like you. You are trying to better the world. You're trying to better your community. You are living and breathing as that example. And I think it's very admirable. And I think more people need to kind of do what you do. And I made the joke about the, the ankle for myself, but now that you say that, there's probably more I could do and I could be a little bit more uncomfortable. I want to end with one question for you. At one point in time, your time will end. It's going to stop. If someone were to write a book about you, I know you've written your books, but if someone's going to write a book about Dr. Aaron Tressler, what would that final chapter look like? What would you want, want it to look like or want someone to say? You know, first thing comes to my mind is the, the heading. He was a badass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in my own sense, you know, and, and I would look at that and say, you know, one, he learned to live, live fun. And he learned to extract everything he could from life that he wanted, not what other people wanted, not what was expected or comparing to myself to somebody else, but he lived a very productive life and he lived what he taught. I, and I think that's important. And, and I, I do that when I broke my scapula, I, I did what I did to teach my children. I have five kids that you can do anything. You know, God created an amazing body, but daggone it, you can do this if you work hard. And I wanted my patients to see that. So when I leave this planet, I hope I, people can look back and say, he changed my life because he lived the example. He taught it. He, he, he did amazing things in his life. He inspired me to be more for, for myself and my family. And I'm healthier because of it. That's what I, that's what I would like. Such an amazing story and such a, a powerful statement. I want to formally thank you so much for coming on the Project Fitness Podcast. I mean, in the future, I'm going to be linking all your stuff there. And just for, for my listeners right now, you got to check out the podcast, Making Pittsburgh Healthy. Again, there's some really good stuff there. You got some awesome uh, um, people coming on as well, saying good stuff. So again, formally, thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. Chris, thank you. And th thanks for what you're doing, because we are working together at this and we're making this planet better. Uh, and, and everyone who's listening to this, for Chris's sake, subscribe to his show, share these episodes, because this episode, any of his episodes could trigger something in somebody that changes their life, and they could become the next Jack LaLanne, they could become the next leader that changes the, the country. So don't don't ever forget to share and and post this on your social media, let people know about it, about this, uh, about this podcast. So Great work, my friend. Good appreciate, job. Appreciate that. And I'm going to make a trip to Pittsburgh. It's on my bucket list before COVID. I said I was going to go down and watch <laughs> the Penguins. So it's definitely going to happen. When I awesome. do make my way, I'll reach out. We'll get a workout in together. Excellent. Yeah, I'll bring you to my barn. I'll, and I'll show you my, I'll have my new workout then. This should be interesting. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Thank you so much, Aaron. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.